Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And following on from last week's musical guest, we thought we'd make this episode all about running with music, uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. There's plenty of other musicy bits coming up. Um, coming up on this episode, we have Nearly Pooing Yourself, People Pooing on Wikipedia, and Runner's World being, frankly, very silly. But before just we get to that... Yeah, just for a change. Uh, but before all that, uh, the usual kind of start, Amy, what have you been up to? Have you had any <laughs> bullshit? Uh, I need to know. No, not particularly. I've been lifting a lot more, going to the gym a lot more and lifting a lot more. I've been running. And actually, you know, since starting at the gym again, it's not what people want to hear, but my running has improved and my knees sort of stopped hurting since I've got back to the gym, which I know people don't want to hear because the usual advice, if you have lots of injuries and stuff, it's like, go to the gym, building some lifting. And you're like, no, I hate the gym. I don't want to go. I don't want to lift, but it does actually help. So, yeah, it's yeah, annoying how much that it. does help. And of course, the other bullshit is we are confined. So uh, technically, I can't do my usual run around the bay because uh, the border like cuts across. So yeah, we yeah we've got a local lockdown in Cardiff for like a week now. Basically, it doesn't really affect my life at all, so I'm not too mm-hmm. fussed because I work from home and I do everything from home, and it just means we can't go quite as far for dog walks. That's really the only thing. So it's not I can't really complain. I just like my nice circular run around the bay and I'm missing yeah. it so I know Covid's happy and everything people are dying but I miss my my run around the bay <laughs> oh that's very sad for you but yeah that's it no apart from the lockdown stuff not really any bullshit happening I've been having you know quite a good time I went out for a run last night and since going to the gym like it was amazing I just felt really good I did five miles I didn't have any pain in my knee whatsoever and I just felt like it was easy so, well, you ran five miles and didn't have any pain. You're supposed to have a little, aren't you? I know exactly. It was weird. So everything was. Uh, Don't get it. Everything was absolutely fine. So that's it. Mm. What about you? Have you had some bullshit? Well, I've got some nice new nickels to enjoy. That was fun. Mm. Um, I'm blaming it on buying some wellies because I've not had wellies in like 25 years. And so for dog walks now, obviously I would need to go out in the piss and rain all the time and then run next to the parks with lots of mud. And I've got to say, for a start, it's wonderfully liberating to just plough through like water and mud uh, in my wellies. But I think they're really messing my feet up. I've got my insoles inside them anyway. But I went for a walk the other day and had to turn back after like a mile just because my hip was really sore. And I did a run the other day and I just had other bits of me uh, hurting. So that was that was fun. And I was wondering then, is it better... If you had to be injured in some way or niggly, would you rather have the same one over and over or would you want different ones each time? I think different There's ones, a discussion. Well, different ones happen anyway because I'm sure other people have found once you get one injury, it leads to like a whole host of other injuries. So when I injured my knee, then I'd suddenly get pain in my hip or I'd get, I'd get pain in really weird places because I was overcompensating and not running properly. So the two sort of go hand in hand. Once you're injured, that's it. It's just you're constantly compensating, I think. So, so but, you avoided my hypothetical. That's fine. We'll, we'll ask it yeah. online see what other people think. <laughs> that's my normal, like, balanced approach to it. I do, I do agree with the wellies thing. It makes me laugh because running's supposed to be really good for you really healthy yeah if you run too much or you, you run or you could then can't walk in wellies <laughs> apparently yeah a, ve- a very um, basic thing you can't do anymore <laughs> yeah i've had a slightly kind of twitchy back lower back recently as well which is probably because i haven't been to the gym in six months and done anything difficult basically and like the other day i went to like duck under a branch on a run and just my back just kind of twinged and i'm like oh no okay i'm gonna have to just crawl under this then because apparently my back can no longer support my weight so that's fun I do, I do find that though, like when I'm on a run and I'm in the zone, I, I think in my head, if I suddenly have to stop for anything or like if I have to jump over a puddle, that's it. Like I'm going to be fucked because mm. I'm so into that one movement, which is why runners always get injured. If I have to do anything that slightly digresses from that, I'm just going to pull something. Cause my body's like, whoa, what are you doing? We're running now. Yeah. Cross training is unfortunate. But useful. Um, I also led a trail run this morning again for some kind of fairly beginner trail runners, and that was fun. And you know, obviously, you know, everyone did that. I think the standard joke you have to do out in a group when you go to any kind of remote woodlands is like, you know, oh, there's probably going to be some dead bodies here. This is where we find dead bodies. And it did look a bit like that, to be fair. It was just this remote wood in the middle of a field that had like a completely concealed entrance I just happened to know about. So perhaps they thought they were being led to their death, but uh, it went very well. That was very nice. Nice. And my tea update, I have got some of the chocolate digestive tea now. And you're right, it is very, very good. 
have you got it with milk or is mm-hmm. it just uh, i've got it with milk it? yeah oh, i tried it with oat milk the other week and that's very good yeah oat milk tends to work quite well as an alternative compared like soya and stuff it's quite nice nice I've and got... sweet and quite thick it's good See, I'm normally a tea snob, but I do have a May tea, white tea infusion, raspberry and lychee from, I just got from Morrison's, which is the basically, is it's basically pop, isn't it? It's not. It's just raspberry water. It's, there's white, white tea infusion makes up 85%, but what they mean by infusion? Is water. Yeah, it's water basically. It's very sweet. It's full of sugar, I'm sure. But um, that's my tea, my tea, not tea. Sort of. Okay, well <laughs> done. So there's not a huge amount to catch up on from the last episode because everyone just got into telling us about their music choices. And as it happens last week, I did go for a run with the Running Punks, which is our last guest, Jimmy Watkins's running group. And they were very lovely, took me on a really good route uh, in the Vale of Glamorgan just before lockdown. And I really look forward to exploring there again because it's somewhere that you've been recently as well. And so it's a really, really lovely area. Um, but there was no Jimmy because he's in lockdown in Clinically, which uh, their lockdown started earlier than Cardiff. So I guess because people need to go out and spend money in Cardiff. But there was a very good doggo named Harley. So that was fun. And I also ran with Chris, who is appropriately for this episode, he's a doctor of musicology, and his doctorate was in electro swing, which is kind of weird and amazing. And also, there was a guy there who's in a band who is a genius. He's been searching Spotify for collaborative playlists set up by students. So just searching like Freshers 2020, finding open playlists and chucking in all of his band's music. And he says in the last week, he's tripled his weekly plays, which is genius. How do you know you could do that? So he's finding playlists where anyone can add to them, basically. Yeah, because loads of students have got their halls, and so they just make their playlist collaborative, and everyone just chucks in their music, because they're being forced to be friends, because they live in their halls now. And they're um, being, so yeah, they're being trapped there, basically. <laughs> so he's basically rigrolling them, but with his own music. That's a really good idea. Genius. It, it, you know what it's like, though? You remember when the iPhone, just on iTunes, just downloaded the new U2 album onto everyone's iPhone? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was a few years ago now, but iTunes just downloaded it to everyone's iPhone, which nobody asked for it. I think O2 thought they were doing this really lovely thing by giving us all their music for free. People were like, why the fuck is U2 on my bloody, my iPhone? Gross, no one needs that. (laughs) It's a similar, it sounds like a similar thing, although I'm sure his music's a lot better. Um, I don't know who he is, don't worry. Unsolicited (laughs) U2, no one needs that. Yeah. (laughs) Now, before we get into uh, running with music chat, uh, we're going to talk about our Patreon. They've finally allowed us to convert to pounds. And so we have simplified our tiers, mostly to make it easier to explain in every episode. Uh, all we're asking now is £2 a month. No more $1, $5, none of that. Just £2 a month. So our existing donors have already been contacted. So if you're only just finding out about this now, you need to check your inbox more carefully, frankly. You need to be one of these people that looks at your emails. Amy, do you have a 1,000 unread emails in yours or none? No, but my partner does have that and I hate it. I have no unread emails because I need Good to, you. you know, actually organise my life and be a productive member of society. And I think anyone that has thousands of emails unread in their inbox. Scum. Scum. Scum of the air. <laughs> my partner's just looking at me from across the sofa. I, I hate it. I like, I can't. How do people live? Well, she flags stuff that is important wow. and she needs to read. Okay, she's showing me her phone now. She has. 35,000 oh. unread emails. Jesus. And I, I tell her, that's not what the flagging system's for. The flagging system is for important emails. How like, did she even have that many emails? Exactly. It's, oh my God, she's got 86 flagged emails. Oh, there we go. So you know which ones are important. Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't live like that. I, every time I, an email comes, I get a little did it sound. I check it. I delete it. I, I even, like, if I read something and I think, right, I need to read this again, I need to remember to read this again, I mark it as unread again. You know, yeah, I've got the email system down. Yeah, you and me are on the same page. Yeah, yeah. definitely two types of people. That's a first date question to ask is, uh, <laughs> let's see let's see your unread emails. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you didn't ask that one. No, I didn't. That's, what, that's a warning to others. <laughs> is, yeah, okay. Uh, I think we were talking about Patreon. Um, anyway, so £2 a month means until we get bored of it, we'll sing your names beautifully. And Amy, you haven't done this yet, but we're going to throw it in later. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Trust me. Tim Hughes. Amanda Marie Hind. Lisa Gibbon. Julia Page. Victoria Dick. Brian Simpson. Elliot Line. Maria Wicks. Matt Lees. 
Simon Ross, Clark Gilmore, Kirk Shepard, Nikki Genders, Hugh Phillips, Rob Smith, Jay. So that was amazing slash terrible. We'll find out later. <laughs> Either a little cheeky quick insert during the edit. That was actually really fucking good. Amy, let's talk about music. So following on from talking to runner and rock star Jimmy Watkins last time, in this episode, we're talking about running with music. Uh, we're probably even less qualified than usual to talk about this, but that has never stopped us before. Uh, personally, I've enjoyed reading all of these like famous artists we've had suggested to us and having no idea who they are. I mean, I know some names. I don't really know anything about them. Um, Amy, in musical terms, how cool are you? You see, the thing is, I am one of those people that listens to all sorts of music. So anything from like grime to country and everything in between. But I feel like as a white woman who's now 30, listening to grime makes me quite uncool. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great look. No, from, no. From the very little I know about it. And even like, <laughs> if, I, if I could even identify it, which is unlikely. I used to be really, really into music, like a lot of teenagers are. So when I was in high school, I was really into... Well, I was in high school in the early 2000s, which was like the height of pop punk. So I was really okay. into like, you know, your Bling 182, Bowling for Soup, Sum 41, all that sort of stuff, those early 2000s, Good Charlotte, pop punk. And I, I used to go to like gigs and stuff, and I was really, really into music. And like a typical teenager, I was like, well, if you listen to pop, you don't know what real music is, da 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 And then... You know, fast forward to now, I just listen to all sorts. I do honestly listen to all sorts. And when I'm running, like actually outside of running as well, it all depends on what my mood is really as to what I listen to. It's, you know, that's it, plain and simple. And what sort of run it is. So if it's going to be like a fast run, it might be some faster beat and more crazy. But yeah, so I'd say I'm very uncool, I guess. Excellent. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more after this email. I just want to say my qualification for this is I have a degree in music theatre. So I'm extremely qualified. Thank you very much. Is that a degree? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> that sounds awful because people always say that about my field. They're like, oh, it's a Mickey yeah. Mouse subject. But I had no idea there was a very specific degree in that. I, I yeah. you know theatre yeah. I can understand but I my, yeah my dark dark past I'm afraid so say. you had to sing for it you yeah yeah well hence my beautiful singing voice yeah <laughs> God, musical it was a long theater. time ago I've left that behind so you wanted to be in musicals um briefly and then I realized like most people that do it are kind of terrible and especially groups of them I just I just couldn't stand the people <laughs> I know a lot of people yeah. love it because of the people I I was the opposite well you learn something new every day it would never anyway yeah. yeah i love to shock people with that it's always good to <laughs> just get that one out anyway uh, an email here dear Stuart and amy not sure this will be particularly interesting to you but here you go anyway well this never stopped anyone else thanks uh he goes on if i listen to music while running i have to match my cadence to the beat i just cannot ignore it i've tried hard to but my legs just demand to get in sync with the beat if a track comes on with a tempo that's too slow or way too fast, I just have to skip it. If my Bluetooth goes wrong for a second and I lose the music, then when it comes back, I have to do little stuttery steps to get back in time with the beat. I've therefore started to create a spreadsheet with songs that have a clear BPM that matches different paces I run at. I use this to create Spotify playlists for particular runs, such as two warm-up tracks, three tracks mid-tempo, a few threshold, a couple more high-tempo, and then some warm-down tracks. Uh, there's a typo there that I should say cool down. Um, I find it really helps me to keep those paces I want to go out and do with a bit of flexibility each way with changing stride length, just the right amount of self-pressure. This does mean I tend to listen to the same tracks on a lot of runs, including music I'd never listened to when not running, such as Katy Perry's Raw, which I'm finding particularly enjoyable to run to at the moment. I was marathon training earlier in the year and will forever associate Hard Knock Life and Gangster's Paradise with that. Kind regards, Pete Alder. And we've got a little screenshot to look at here of his spreadsheet, which is amazing. He's actually listed songs, um, sorted them by their BPM, uh, color-coded their pace, a walk recovery, easy, happy pace, tempo. Um, is this is this weird and obsessive, or is this kind of a smart way to plan a run? It's very detailed. I mean, 
I do have different Spotify lists for different sort of runs, but not in sense of pace, more in sort of like mood. But this is very detailed. I'm trying to, I was just trying to think as well because I just had to have a quick Google, but there was a website where they, somebody had organized playlists around BPM, uh, beats mm. per minute, uh, to match like your your running speed and they had playlists at different BPM and it was actually a really good website and you could download the um, the playlist as like one single audio file but I've just had a look and I can't find it anymore so I, I get uh, well, it yeah well Spotify've got you back there and we'll get onto that later on in the news because we've got something there. Um, and just to say, we have been collecting songs for our own Running Is Bullshit playlist. Pete, you will not be able to handle this playlist because there is okay. all kinds of shit on there. We'll, say, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so when I go out, if I listen to anything when I'm running, generally it's pretty much podcasts now because that's kind of the opportunity I have to catch up on podcasts when I'm running or walking the dog. Um, I used to obsessively listen to audiobooks on all my solo runs, but I kind of then got to a point where all my runs were pretty much all group runs. I very rarely did solo runs. Um, so listening to music now when I'm running kind of feels like a bit of a treat for me. And it's usually on a speed session where I don't want to concentrate on a podcast or, a, or an audiobook. So yeah, it still feels like, oh, every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to some music. Oh, that'll be fun. It's like, it's like nicely different for me. Um, in terms of what I kind of listen to, I think my music is kind of a, I, well, in, in this household, it's very much known as stew music. Uh, and like I can listen to something, Holly Bee's like, yeah, that's that's real street music. And I think that's kind of a kind of a positive, upbeat, funky soul pop with preferably with a horn section. Love a good horn section. Uh, and it's all like discovered through Spotify, and it's the kind of music that sounds like it would sound great live, even though I don't like watching music live particularly. So it's that kind of music, so something that sounds like, well, again, to be an old man about it, there's like a real band playing proper instruments, but they sound like they would sound the same doing it live if that makes sense even though i don't really like live music because you have to stand up and i get uncomfortable oh i don't stand up no if i'm if i'm going to see a band doing it, like i i have seats now yeah i've been to like that. two gigs ever basically and i had to stand up and i was like yeah it was fine but i had to stand up for quite a long time oh, your feet kill you like i'm sure your feet hurt more than after an ultra if you have to stand yeah. up for oh, five I, hours. I would rather run for two hours than stand up for two hours easily yeah for sure uh, as it may not surprise you i don't dance not that much not my thing <laughs> what's your what's your general music bag um i used to listen to music a lot when i first started running i think a lot of people do start off with that but then i found when i first started running it was before like spotify became really popular and streaming and all that um so i used to just listen to playlists on my phone and then you get to the stage where you're listening to the same songs over and over again and you're like if i hear Hard Knock Life one more time, as Pete might say. Yeah, so I started listening to music, but then it all got a bit old. So I then switched to listening to audiobooks and podcasts. I do like listening to podcasts. I like a lot of the um, like the radio, I sound really middle class, but the Radio 4 ones tend to be very good. So I like stuff like that. Um, I found, I've had audiobooks. I went through a phase of listening to loads of audiobooks, but also like audio plays where you've got lots of different people speaking different characters, all that sort of thing. Um, but I often find I can never remember remember what's happened at the end of the run. So during the run, I'm like engaged and listening to the story. And then afterwards, if somebody said, well, what happened in that audio play? I'd be like, I have no idea, mate. I cannot remember. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that. But um, so, yeah, I stopped listening to audio plays as much as well. So I've gone back to music now, but that's mainly because I've got Spotify Premium. It's not sponsored by Spotify Premium, but it was life changing. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how people listen to like free Spotify with adverts. Oh, I started off with free Spotify and I'm like, I'll just put up with it. I'll just put up with having to listen to the um, the adverts. And then I started commuting for work and I was like, nah, I need to invest in no Spotify way. Premium. Especially because you can download and my commute took me through the 7 tunnel on the train and there mm. was like, you know, 10 minutes where I couldn't listen to anything because the uh, Wi-Fi, the um, 4G would cut out. So I'm like, nah, i got to get Spotify Premium. Um yeah, so I, I've got loads of playlists on there. I follow other people's playlists. And also the Discover stuff's really good. The Discover Weekly, mm. where they create you a playlist. Uh, like, the algorithm's amazing. Like, it's I pretty just, good, yeah. yeah. I do, like, I just, sometimes it, like, it really wants... Like, for me, sometimes it really it really want me to listen to jazz one week. I'm like, no, stop it. I don't want to listen to it. Stop trying to make mm. me... Or country, basically. It's, any of my daily mixes is, like, three songs I know and then country music. No matter which one it is. I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah, mine tends to be quite accurate for me. But then again, like I said, I listen to a quite a wide range of music. So, you know, it's not too hard to hit the sort of 
the sort of music I like. So, so you have different playlists for different runs? Yeah, yeah. So I've got oh. a trail running playlist called Trail Mix. <laughs> Um, and then I've just got my usual like I've got one called Let's Do It 2020 which is like songs from 2020 but like quite fast paced and I've got all sorts so it just depends what I'm in the mood for not necessarily the type of run it's it's not necessarily the type of run either it's like what mood I'm in that day you know and is the music you listen to running the same as the music you listen to generally outside of running yeah it tends to be yeah Yeah. (laughs) I'm not into all that like putting on fast music to run faster and all that I just I just, you know, it, it doesn't really affect me that like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. I'm saying, I think I just like to listen to music that I like. And it doesn't even need to be upbeat. I'll listen to really, like, slow stuff as well. If, if I just like the music, I'm just happy just to kind of nod my head and have a little... Uh, I, yeah. I do quite like to have a little sing-along while I'm running as well. Have you ever done that? Oh, God, I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it make you feel something? If you're kind of running... It depends where you are. Like, I find, like, through the middle of a field or, like... A dark street. It makes you feel like you're in a very cheap music video. And I quite like that. I think that's it. The atmosphere as well. So last night when I went out for a run, I don't normally run in the evening because I hate doing it. Um, But it was pouring down with rain. It was dark. And I was running along and like the street lights were sort of reflecting off the puddles. And then like I was listening to certain music. And it just felt really atmospheric. And I was like, yeah, I'm in a film right now. I'm in like a neo-noir film. incredibly low budget film yeah yeah exactly through the streets of cardiff but i i do find it can sometimes be quite atmospheric i do um i listen to a lot of country when i'm running trails as well because if i'm out in a field somewhere and it's like i'm in love with the farmer's daughter you know that sort of thing (laughs) that it just sets the tone you know (laughs) see i don't listen to music trail running i'd prefer i kind of need to i I kind of feel like i need to concentrate more on what Uh, i'm doing if it's a if it's a trail I've never run before, yeah, I don't listen to music, so I do need to concentrate so I don't get lost. Um, but if it's one I've run before, yeah, I stick on some or like a really simple one, uh, I, I stick on some country music. <laughs> well, that leads us nicely into that, so the first of our messages from our listeners to see what see what you were you asked uh, what you guys listen to and why. And so yeah, Amy, go for the first one. Yeah, Christopher Hartley says I can't run to music, but I can to podcasts as it's like having a conversation going on around you without having to input into it. But Mother Nature's music is the best. <laughs> Mother Nature's music. Oh, bless. Do you think? Do you think why he likes to have a podcast conversation on? Because he can't have real conversations. Because he says things like Mother Nature's music. <laughs> That's probably why. I take it you live somewhere very nice, Christopher, and not somewhere next like the M25 or something. <laughs> yeah. We know what you mean, but what a phrase. Thank you. Um, now, I like this from Harry Bryan. He says, he usually listens to Funk and Soul on my runs these days as the rhythm is great to run along to. The Craig Charles Funk and Soul show on BBC Sounds is pretty perfect. Doesn't quite drown out all that heavy breathing, though. That's a very good idea. I always forget about radio shows as someone to get music from, but that is a very good show. I love a bit of funk. Ben Timpson says, running with music is bullshit, particularly in races or at park run. Yes. But if I had to recommend one piece of music to add to your playlist, it would be 4 minutes 33 seconds by John Cage. I do agree with that. So while I do like running to music in training runs, I think running to music in races or park run is bullshit because you do need to be aware of people around you. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a... I know people say they use it as a distraction. I don't think you should be distracted or a race or a park run. You should be... No. And a race in particular, I don't think you should be distracted. I think you should no. be fully concentrating on what you're doing and pacing yourself. Um, here's one piece of music to add. I'm not sure if you're aware of 4 Minutes 33 by John Cage, Amy. It's oh, is that one just silence? Yeah, so, all right, Ben Timpson, stop being so clever. We're not adding that, all right? I, I did. I did hope this would... Um would prompt lots of angry people saying don't listen to music you're not a proper runner if you don't listen to music but i get i get ben's point about in races or at park run i you know what always makes me like so irritated in a race is when you know you've got the uh, paramedics or even the ambulance trying to get through the runners and you yeah. can just see all those runners with music in who are oblivious to what's going on around yeah. them not there's always one way. person uh, in just the middle of the road and when everyone yeah. else has moved and somebody, somebody's probably is running, so somebody's probably having a literal heart attack, and you're in the way right now. Like you need to be aware of what's yeah. happening around you. Uh, Robert Scott Norton says, "I tend to listen to the same albums, although frequently get caught with earworms that linger for days. Would probably prefer to run without music, to be honest, but can't bear the sound of my heavy clown feet slamming into the pavement." Seem to be a lot of people going with this kind of thing of 
the mm. the music distracts them from their own terrible noises their body makes. I do find if there's a bit of silence between one song and another, or you know, audiobook or whatever, and I I think I'm so loud right now. My breathing, my feet, my keys jingling, like I'm so loud. <laughs> Uh, I've done a lot of running with the GoPro on my head and when you listen back to that footage and just hear <laughs> yeah. you start, I'm so sorry to everyone around me I'm so sorry to everyone I had to listen to that just now in the headphones I've had to mute my Instagram stories if I'm doing like a story of um, like a video of where I'm running or whatever and when I get home I can hear myself like breathing heavily in the background I'm like I need to I, I do love that someone's like run to the top of a hill and they do, they do that little pan around shot they yeah, put on the Instagram yeah. story and <laughs> sounds really great i just mute it now <laughs> kate derrick says i had to take the zootopia try everything off my run playlist because that's a song i sprained my ankle to when i was sprawled on the pavement trying not to cry and shakira was optimistically singing about birds don't fly they just fall and get up i got up sure but now that song just hits different <laughs> yeah i did ask if, if uh, running had ruined any songs for people and this is uh, definitely one here Tanya Papworth Morgan, uh, she suggested the song Rise by Pantera. She says, I'm usually a dance pop kind of girl, but this was my planking song and it came on towards the end of a rough run. It made me grit my teeth and get my first ever negative splits. Now it's just perfect for air drumming slash guitaring as I go. A planking song? Is that a song to plank to? Is it as simple as that? I don't know. I've heard of like squatting songs where they've got certain phrases or a certain beat that you squat to and then you hold it. Uh, and stuff like that but I don't know whether that's a similar thing <laughs> but air drumming and guitaring whilst running I do like the sound of that it's like singing when running but I think taking to the next level air drumming and uh, running I've never tried that want to try people will probably yeah, think you're having a, a fit or something as you're running but yeah it's fine <laughs> Melanie Bath says Limp Biscuit rolling got me through the final mile of a tough local half marathon a friend who was pacing slash beasting me uh, put it on her phone and we finished like heroes. Ended up being my fastest mile and I got an 11 minute course PB. Was this a half marathon in 2003? I was going to say, you know what? When I used, I used to watch the music channels back then, like Kerrang and stuff like that. Uh, so I can, Limp Biscuit rolling, I can see the video in my head. That red backwards cap, you know, the, the typical Limp Biscuit aesthetic to his videos. Yeah, classic song though. <laughs> Absolute classic. Well, this is on the BS playlist. And I listened through to the playlist earlier. And actually, when this came on, I thought this isn't dreadful. It's because I haven't heard it in about 15 years. And I thought, yeah, okay, it's not it's not terrible. Actually, for running, might be okay. It's aged like a fine wine. It's a modern classic. <laughs> if you listen to it once every 15 years, yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's fine. <laughs> Mark Atkinson says, Eye of the Tiger has been ruined by being played at mile two or three of most marathons by well-meaning spectators. It is a final six-mile song and should remain there. I like that kind of uh, that kind of pedantry you've got there. Like that's where it belongs. Stop it doing it anywhere else. Hmm. I don't think it belongs anywhere. I'm sick of it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I used the um, the Rocky Two theme at the end of a twenty mile race a few years ago, and that genuinely did help. I don't know how. I felt like utter shit at nineteen and a half miles. I was really miserable and damp, and there was puddles to wade through. And I just kind of put that on. I was kind of jokingly like started to speed up. I was like, actually, this feels really good. Yes. I kind of turned it up and just like was playing that as I was like sprinting to the line uh, after 20 miles. So that weirdly, that action did actually work for me. James R. Adams says, Vangelis, Conquest of Paradise. Great to start a race and you can get off and run. Not so great. Played on loop 27 times at the start of the UTMB while you spend an hour caged in a start pen like a human centipede. Like a human centipede? <laughs> that, what kind of cages do they have there, James? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't associate being in a starting pen with being a human centipede, but maybe the UNT, UTMB does things quite differently by <laughs> Yeah, I think you possibly need to keep a few things to yourself. Yeah, don't get so close to other people's butts, perhaps. Again, this I listened to on the playlist earlier. I think it would be kind of interesting. This is kind of a, a classical vocal piece. I think it would be really interesting, actually, to listen to some kind of epic classical music on a run. Mm, I think yeah. that could work very nicely. There was I happened to be listening to a podcast a few months ago, and towards the end, they played like a minute or so of Ness and Dorma, and I was like, oh my God, this is fucking brilliant to run to. That might be something I need to try out. That might be an interesting one. Um, like a really of, good film score. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah, but speaking of um, 
repetitive songs. When I did the rock and roll half in Liverpool, they played Penny Lane at Penny Lane, which I like the way they just they make you run up Penny Lane and then just back out again just to make the point. But they were playing Penny Lane on a loop and I felt so sorry for the marshals there because that was a marathon as well. So they would have been there for hours listening to Penny Lane. <laughs> Lovely song, but Jesus, after two or three hours, oh, too much. At Glitz underscore Buggo says, I tend to pick songs I can aggressively walk to the beat of if I stop running. That's a good point. I do like a bit of walking music as well. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, even when you're not running, just when you're out and about yeah. or, you know, I always find a bit of, <laughs> bit of classic Michael Jackson is good too. It's good walking music. Yeah, definitely. And you can throw in a little like, hee hee. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have a few little walk. spins and things. Yeah, yeah. That's how I walk. Uh, at Atonement 666 says running up that hill by kate bush not what i expected you to say from your username but okay <laughs> running up that hill by kate bush is a great song but the worst for actually running up a hill middling for the flat and not great for running downhill either so that shouldn't be on the playlist okay so i i took that as a as a negative suggestion and i like the analysis you've gone into there of mm. it's okay for flat not great for running downhill uh is there any surface or terrain that running up that hill is actually good for mm. what about wuthering heights as well i know running's not in this title but it's kate bush i feel like across the top of a hill would be perfect yeah. for that because you'd have to have a bit of wind in your hair and there'd have yeah. to be quite a lot of landscape around you i think that definitely. would definitely work yeah. and you have to be wearing like a flowing white dress you know personally i'm more of a fan of the ukulele orchestra of great britain's version of that that's wonderful okay. So now the playlist itself, we can unveil the official Running Is BS playlist, which will be linked on our show page on our website, runningsbs.com. Uh, it's been entirely chosen by our listeners with one each from myself and Amy and Jimmy Watkins. And it's kind of a bizarre mess, but I love it. It covers Metallica, Disney, the theme from Crossroads, fuck you, Peter Galvin, uh, Eurovision and a band called Motherfucker. Uh, Amy, what was the song that you chose? this was really difficult it took me a full like two weeks i wasn't procrastinating or anything it it took me a full two weeks to decide on a song to choose because you know so many to choose from and in the end i went for wham wake me up before you go go of course you did of course i did i i find it's one of those songs you might think this is a, a joke song it's not because no matter what mood i'm in if that comes on i'm like fuck yeah yeah, I put this at the top of the playlist. That is the yeah. first thing people are going to hear. And I've, I I, do agree. Yeah, I think it's, as long as it's something you don't listen to all the time, it's mm. a great song. Definitely. What Perfect did you start. choose? I went for a band called Ripe, which is just another one of these random uh, funk rock bands I found on Spotify, and a song called A Little Lighter. Uh, it's a very funky song and amazing kind of horn section hook to the chorus as well. It's one of those ones that can just go round and round and round. And I've done that quite a few times. So that is my that is my song, and that is the playlist. About two hours long, which is perfect for a nice long run. Uh, hopefully, a lot of people will subscribe to that and listen to it, and let us know uh, how you get on. Pete Older from before his email will have a complete mess trying to run to this if he's oh, trying to match in cadence to all of these different songs. There's all kinds of shit in there. It will be a fart. Oh god, it'll be yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll a fart be, yeah, it'll be terrible. Uh, so we'll move on now. We got uh, another email. It says, "Dear bullshitters." So, I've always been told it's important to practice pre-race fueling in the weeks leading up to a race, and by and large, I have followed this, but not today. Last week, I really struggled with my long run, so this week, exactly one week before the trail half marathon, I decided to add a carbohydrate drink into my pre-run fueling. As I started my run, I could feel the sensation. It's just psychological, I said. It's your nerves, I told myself. I carried on telling myself that until I was four miles from home and really feeling the uncomfortable push of my bowels. What to do? Go in a bush and use my trusted hanky? But then what would I do without my hanky for my inevitable runny nose? Use a leaf? Depending on the leaf I chose, that could end badly. So I decided to run home. Called my stepdaughter, pre-warned her of the situation, and asked her to ensure the door was unlocked and toilet unoccupied. I also asked her to get out a spare hanky for me, as I needed a little pick-me-up, and a fresh hanky change could be just the remedy. <laughs> I could feel the pressure mounting as I ran up my road. As I got into the house, I let out a little wind. Oh my god, I bloody hope that was just wind. In the toilet, I realised I was safe. I had made it without shitting myself. Anyway... Three and a half minutes later, fresh anky in my pocket, I was back out on the road. I should have listened to the advice. Changing pre-race fueling the week before a race is bullshit. 
Uh, it's from Lisa Gibbon. Is this is this the same person who messaged us a few episodes ago about like the treat of having a fresh hanky like halfway through a marathon yeah. or something? Yeah, hence all the hanky references, <laughs> which I don't think we get from anyone else. Lisa. That is beautiful though. From form, I like calling in advance to have the toilet door open is amazing. I get that though. If anyone's been in that situation, there's nothing oh, yeah. worse. Because once you get home, your body knows you're almost home. Yeah, and so. four miles is still a long way. Oh, God, yeah. And then, yeah, so once you open the door and your body knows the toilet is within a few feet, it's going to start things going, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, when you need to get, like, if you need to take things off, take, like, a bag off and get undo the shorts and things, or oh, you need to be careful there. Thank you so much for thinking of us. Uh, I imagine as your cheeks hit the seat, you're like, start composing that email. <laughs> I love how it's like, well, I can't use my hanky for this. Because I need oh, it for no, my nose. God. Of course. God, I can't just wipe my nose on my sleeve or just let it run. <laughs> I'd rather risk shitting myself than dare let my nose run. <laughs> um, we also had Matt Garner who flagged to us one of these infamous running poopers has gained enough notoriety to earn their own Wikipedia page under the title The Mad Pooper. God. This is actually a genuine thing on Wikipedia. The Mad Pooper. I feel like this needs to be the next pin skin man who we interview, you know? <laughs> we need to track her down. We need to use our, well, your sleuthing skills and track her down. Uh, I, I don't think this is still an unidentified person, though. So if it hasn't been solved in three years. I mean, this is... Oh. oh, there's also other instances here. The Newcastle Star Jumper, the Lincoln Pooper, and the Brisbane Poo Jogger. I'm just... This, this Wikipedia page is very detailed. <laughs> it's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. How is this on Wikipedia? How did this get through? <laughs> Maybe she wrote it herself. She wanted uh, that notoriety. Yeah. Oh, I love the blurry picture, like, you know, like Bigfoot. This is the what, only the, known image. The suspected mad pooper. Yeah, oh, God. You, you wouldn't want it to be, like, mistaken identity. Imagine you saw a picture of yourself, the mad pooper. Perhaps I might edit it and put you in there. <laughs> Just be squatting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I've got I'm loads of those pooping. photos. Don't worry. <laughs> God, this is, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I love how they're like, oh, well, she may suffer from Crohn's disease. There's all sorts of, you know, <laughs> psychology, psychology Today has apparently done an article on us that proposed that she was an exhibitionist with poor impulse control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I would just say she's a bellend. That's simpler. Oh, I'm going to take some time to properly read over this. I feel like this is, again, a Netflix documentary in the making. Def yeah, actually, that definitely is. The Mad Pooper, that's the, the title's already there. I mean, that's a great title. It's that time again. Oh, I can't believe I've seen twice in one episode. Here we go. In I mean, you haven't done the first one yet, so... If it, yeah, but in the future I will have done. It's the bullshit running news, live but not live, from our respective houses, because we've got to stay separate, because there's a lockdown on coronavirus. Okay. Uh, we'll start off with a, a nicely relevant press release that we saw being mentioned on Twitter and Rick Pearson of Runner's World very kindly forwarded a press release to us. So we felt very proper asking a journalist for a press release. Um, so Spotify have updated and extended their running UK playlist to 8 hours and 46 minutes so that even those back-of-the-pack virtual London marathon runners will have music to listen to the whole way. And that's a nice move, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, just got, mm, at that? I feel like third parties designing running playlists they're always shit i think running playlists need to be designed by runners i don't know maybe somebody at spotify yeah, runs but i've got a feeling it's it's probably some corporate person that's like oh this is running but even as just an idea i think their running playlist was about four hours and they extended it by like you know yeah. way up just to even like those people potentially at the back of the pack who would be you know for the virtual under marathon have got music to listen to the whole way it's, so they it's don't a nice gesture that. yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah, gesture the they're on it the right track but i'm sure it's still shit because to be fair if you were running for eight hours trying to put together your own playlist would be a real ball ache oh god yeah yeah you'd be into that recommended section before long oh yeah um they've also looked through running playlists in september and they've listed the top five songs runners are listening to uh let's do it in reverse order um number five is wake me up by avicii yeah. No idea. Uh, number four is "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Uh, yeah. I'm aware of the of his work. Uh, number three, "Can't Hold Us" by Macklemore, featuring Ryan Lewis. I I'm not sure what our Macklemore is. 
Uh, number two is Titanium by David Guetta featuring Sia. I, th- I think it's David Getter, isn't it? Isn't yeah, I've, David I've never said it out loud, I so I don't know. And the number one song people are listening to on their running playlist in September is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Of course it is. Of course it is, because runners are very predictable. Yes, all those are very predictable. I think I'd go mad if I had to listen to any of them. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the five most popular artists on those lists were Calvin Harris, David Guetta, Kanye West, Eminem and Avicii. Mm. would never in a million years listen to any of those i'm afraid yeah um, runners world then gets a bit silly and some of the other things they've been reporting on recently there's just these weird vaguely running related stunts james cracknell won a couple of olympic gold medals for rowing back in the day but now does slightly mad things instead so his latest stunt was to run 100 miles over five days whilst taking in no calories great idea He said the advice to consume 55% of calories from carbs is unscientific, so he set out to prove that the body could sustain itself from fat stores. Um, And apparently there's been no follow-up on Runner's World and no social media um, on posts from Cracknell about the completion, which was over a week ago. So I take it he's dead. He made a big thing about uh, about starting it. But there's like there's no story about him finishing it. There's no social media from him or Instagram or his Twitter about finishing it and like proving whatever thing he was proving. And also, hasn't he just proved that you can just not eat for five days? I mean, that's not controversial, is it? That must be if if you're the sort of person that normally eats normally. I'm sure not eating for five days would be difficult. I can't imagine running like that unless he's already trained a bit for this by fasting and things like that to get his body used to it. I don't really. I Don't think really he has a little it. bit, and of you know, by okay. this thing, he doesn't use much carbs. He doesn't eat much carbs anyway. But I'm just like, all you're doing is saying you you can survive not eating for five days. But yeah, of course you can. You can survive like yeah. a couple of weeks if you need to. Um, and by the looks of their Strava, by one of the other guys running with him, they were doing 20, 25 miles a day, but they were doing them in seven or eight hours, which isn't really running. That's kind of a, that's a bit of a walk. So yeah. I just... It's just a very weird stunt to put on this kind of mask of, oh, no one needs carbs. You can just use your fat stores. But yeah, you can't do that every day because you'll run out. (laughs) That's a store. That's the point of a store, isn't it? If he wants to prove something's unscientific, why doesn't he do a proper science experiment? Yeah, I mean, some of the people he was running with were like, I think maybe nutritionists and things. But again, there's just like no follow up on it. And there's no, he didn't announce it was finished and it was a success. It's just a weird thing that is the kind of weird thing James Racknell does now. Um, Another weird thing that someone's done is some YouTube climber who isn't a runner decided it would be a good idea to start and ran 5k a day for a month. To the surprise of literally no one, he strained a tendon in the second week, meaning he had to walk his 5Ks for a while. He then like watched some video of himself running, adjusted his stride, and then was fine, feeling like he peaked on day 22. Now, Runner's World briefly says this probably isn't the best way to get into running, and this guy's legs were a bit sore, and then the story's just kind of over. So it's just like someone on YouTube has done a video about running, and so they've done a very brief story on it. Um, I did have a quick look, and it, to be fair, his video does say you shouldn't jump into it like he did to avoid injury. But I guess perhaps it'll encourage some people to run a bit. But from going, I, you know, I think he said he ran a half marathon four years ago, and he's obviously fit because he's a climber. But he just thought, oh, I'm going to run 5K a day for a month as a challenge to myself, and just bought some shoes online without trying them on. I'm like, <laughs> well, of, of course you got injured. That's just how it works. Yeah, it's like when I did my little my running streak, and I wasn't even doing five k a day. I was doing it like what I thought was quite reasonably. I only lasted like three months before I got injured. So <laughs> yeah, but at least you were a runner. But I just think yeah. it's just like a weird. Again, it's just a weird bit of a stunt. Like, oh, I'm going to do it to challenge myself. But I think anyone who was a runner would say, well, that's just dumb. And finally, our friends at Runners World have answered the unknowable mystery: Do breasts slow you down? God, I hated this story and so many people sent this to us as well oh I love it. my god so thankfully you know it's been tested by attaching some one kilogram weights to men's chests and getting them to run and would you believe it it made running harder um this included shoulder and back pain as well as some knee weakness reading into it it seems it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek stunt from a sports bra company but the fact that men wore prosthetic breasts but no sports bra renders it even sillier and it just it's this thing, again, of like, I get it. If they want to do a tongue-in-cheek article, maybe just say that, like, oh, we, we um, 
phrase in a, in a better way. But you know, we were trying to test what it would be like for men to run with uh, with breasts. You know, or like trying Rather to get men to understand the yeah, difficulty yeah, yeah. of it would you be know, a like better angle. They, yeah, but it's the fact that like we're testing whether breasts slow you down, but we're going to test it on men. That's bizarre. Like I know it's meant to be tongue in cheek, but it's bizarre for a whole host of different reasons. I mean. Men's centre of gravity is different from women anyway. I think, well, um, just for a start, the fact just, that you could just ask women, is like, yeah. is it harder to running with running with breasts, especially with no sports bra on? All of them will say, well, yeah, of course it is. No, I'm yeah. not sure. Why don't we test it on men and find out once and for all? Oh, it's just bizarre. Or maybe get women with, like, smaller breasts and give them prosthetics to give them bigger breasts and see what they feel like running and say, oh, it's yeah, it's harder, blah, blah, blah. It just seems like really, uh, it's one of those things again that comes across, and I'm sure this is not how it was intended, but it comes across like, oh, this is a legitimate thing now, we've tested it on men. Like, this is a legitimate thing. We know this is legitimate because men have said it is. Yeah. And that sounds like a crazy feminist thing, but it's just the way the article's framed. Like, frame yeah. it in a different way, and it's a bit of fun, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but this is just like... I think it's just yeah. a sports bar company has sent them a, pr a press release and a video and they've gone, well, this is an easy story. We'll knock this one out. Because, like, city season is just kind of extended now for the entire year and there's not much yeah. running happening. Um, so they have to talk about something. But, yeah, I, I love the amount of people that sent us this story. I just... One more thing before we move on, because we I could talk about this all day, but I think women tend to be chronically overlooked in sports in general, but in running as well. There's an issue there, like this gender divide we should be giving more space to women to talk about these issues. Like, once we get that in place, yeah, do all this shit, but until we've got that in place, I feel like it's a waste of space doing this sort of thing. Like, talk to women, ask them. You know, ask them to share the experience. I said, it could have been framed better. Exactly. It's absolute bollocks. Anyway. Anyway, Stuart, what's next? You, well, actually, you know what I've realised? Oh, we've got okay. all the way to the end of the news. Uh, yeah. It's supposed to be the London Marathon tomorrow. We haven't mentioned it, really. Uh, are you that fussed about... I still object to calling it the London Marathon because it's not. It's a mar It's 19 fucking laps in a park in London. It's not the London Marathon. Are we? Are you that fussed about it? No, I forgot that the that the elite race was happening. To be honest, are they going to televise it still? Oh god, yeah, on? yeah. It's, it's like the big one. It's Bikaini versus yeah. um, uh, Kipchoge. See, I can't remember yeah. who they are. See, it's I, the big one. Yeah, I'm not really so much paying attention to that aspect of it i am doing the virtual london marathon tomorrow with friend of the podcast liz reese which is quite a last minute thing because because of lockdown she um is living in a different county to not because of that she was already doing that um but she's living in a different county to her friend who ruth who she normally runs these things with um so they can't run together so she was i saw her on, a, on our club facebook page asking if anyone wanted to run a bit of it with her or support her and i just messaged her in a moment of madness said do the whole thing with you you know cool i haven't work. trained but i'm just gonna do it when so. does that stop you come on i know but but the thing is it's gonna be quite a chilled run i think like we're gonna stop and have a shower not together um maybe we'll see how the morning goes hey who um, knows <laughs> i think isn't she spreading it into like a few different chunks as well yeah yeah so we're going like across cardiff for like 20k's worth is like out across cardiff and back and then we're going to do laps around uh grangemore so for the the final half so yeah it'll be fine i'm sure How it'll be fine. My, it be? Oh, my feet are going to be killing me like time on because we're going to see the thing is i couldn't run it because i haven't trained for it but at the same time the time on feet from like walking most of it is going to be killing mm -hmm. my feet yeah and it's gonna, gonna be, and it's gonna be drizzling all day Oh, God, yeah, it's going to be horrendous, but hey-ho. <laughs> uh, I've just been informed that Bekele's pulled out of the London Marathon. Again, didn't know about that. So, mm. I, I mean, if it's on and I've got nothing else to do, I might watch it, but I'm not that fussed. So that would be something uh, for listeners to get in touch with if they did go and do a virtual yeah. London marathon or if they were just a twat and decided to do it off with no training like Amy did. We'd love to know how terrible that was for you. Definitely. <laughs> Stuart, what have you have you got anything coming up? Um, again, not much as usual. I'm looking forward to Finley's birthday party. That's happening in yeah. a, a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it should be if we can get stuff booked. I think if we're allowed to leave Cardiff. Oh yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I think regardless, we'll have some sort of birthday. Okay, for him. We'll, go, we'll find a field somewhere and we'll get yeah. some dogs and let, let them the dogs play. just let the dogs just run wild. You know what? I did go to another dog birthday party the other day because um, that's what I do now. Yeah. Um, so our friend's dog had a birthday party and they had dog cake, which was edible to humans, yes. which 
they messaged us beforehand and said we're bringing the dog cake because it's edible for humans. I was thinking most dog food is technically, but you wouldn't eat it. No. Um, no. And they had dog beer. So I tried a bit of the dog cake and it, it didn't taste much. <laughs> it just tasted like, because it's made like peanut butter and yogurt and stuff. So it just didn't really taste of much of anything bland. Um, so I took a drink of the dog beer. And I thought at first it tastes like apples or something. It tasted bizarre. I don't drink beer normally, so I don't really have anything to compare it with. I checked the ingredients and the main ingredient was chicken. <laughs> that is my kind of beer. It was it was disgusting. It was it was. The well, dog loved it, but uh, yeah. So, so um, I'm looking forward to receiving a proper invite in the post. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. like party hats and uh, goodie bags and all that kind of thing. Oh, of course, of course, it'll be a proper proper doggy party. Finley is going to lose his mind. He loves playing with other dogs, and then Pippin will just be running around in circles next to everyone because she doesn't really know how to play with other dogs properly. So yeah. <laughs> And well, also, uh, this week, as we come out, it'll be World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October, and I'll be leading a run with my club. And so hopefully uh, all our listeners will be able to run with a friend and look out for each other, you know, on that particular day. And going forward as well, just thinking about mental health a lot more, which is going to be a big thing, I think, at the end of this year and going into next year as well, after all the effects of COVID and lockdown comes out. So, you know, that's something fun to look forward to. I think there's people that are really isolated at the moment. So even if you can't run with people, just give them a call, give them a text. You know? Recommend them your favourite podcast. Exactly. Or even this one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a final shout out to our Patreon $1 donors. I mean, for the last time, because it's the end of our $1 uh, don- donating. It is... <gasps> Victoria, Paul, Larry, Liz, Matt, Len, Chris, Charlie, Steph, John, Anthony, Matt, Morwenna, Louise, Harry, Angela, Matt, Jonathan and Rich. Thank you all very, very much. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. And most importantly, the Wikipedia link to the Mad Pooper. Bye, everyone. Thirty-five thousand. Oh, unread emails.